In a world of podcasts about movies, sci-fi, TV, and podcasts about sci-fi, TV, and movies, two women chose to add their voices to the fray. Two sisters. One woman was willing to go to any length to explain away plot holes and bad pacing. I don't think, first of all, much like the entirety of this film, I don't think we're supposed to ask a lot of questions. The other, though, had no such sympathies. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Together, they joined forces to highlight the good, the bad, and the truly bizarre. This is See You Next Week in Space. So, okay, this show was unusual, but I guess, I think this is a thing that we've also seen a lot in a lot of variations in the various things we've watched over the years. And I'm not sure I've ever really pondered this before today, which is, Amy, would you like to create your own significant other (laughs) uh no are you sure yeah well like are they like okay I'm sorry I'm getting a little bit like off track in my head because I just watched a weird show this morning um called extreme love and this one guy had what is extreme love I don't want it what is it (laughs) <laughs> you don't probably want to watch it um but it, this guy like was in love with his with, with dolls anyway so that's oh, like no. what like my mind flashed to yeah and i'm not going to tell you what kind of dolls but oh, i'm um, i think i know already they're really realistically they're they're yeah. really realistic and creepy anyway so that's my mind went there so that's oh um, no <sighs> no i don't think so i don't i don't cuz then it's like you're building someone to be your worker, almost. <laughs> right? Like, because they don't have, like, agency. Right. Well, I so mean. I don't think I would like that. And I think certainly, ba- based on what I imagine this weird extreme love thing was that you watched, um, <laughs> I don't think that the in this show that we watched, I don't think that the premise is terribly different to be honest, like, right, right. Um, because like, I, I hesitate to say this, but I can say <laughs> that the idea of like creating someone who matches some kind of ideal physical parameters for you, I guess I can understand that in a sense. Um, but the part that then gets kind of extra creepy is like when you want to try and determine their personality as well. And that's when I think really we start to get into some real problem territory. And it's also like, I I guess I also wouldn't think of them in the way that you are as like a, a laborer. I'd almost be like, are you having sex with your kid? Cause you like created this thing. All of it's not good. I mean, either w- whether 
yeah, whether you think of it like that, that's not good. Whether you think of it like, also, what's wrong with you that you can't, <laughs> like, relate to another human and figure out how to, instead of, like, create, figuring out that dynamic and then instead of being like, that's too hard, I'm going to just create someone who's perfect in my mind that, like, that just seems problematic on all kinds of the levels <laughs> well it's super problematic but I will say it's clear that you've not ever been on a dating app because um <laughs> it is very it becomes very apparent to those of us who are how hard it is to have any kind of useful connection with anyone um well I believe that I believe that and it and does make you start app. thinking and it does make you start yes. thinking like what are my like I guess it especially makes you think like, what are my non-negotiables? Like, what do I, sure. what will I definitely not want? And then yeah, yeah. you're making okay. then you start making a list, and then you're like, well, while I'm doing that, this couldn't I just make? <laughs> couldn't I also make a What's list my of pros like list? Yeah, like if I got that yeah. thing in there, then couldn't I? Wouldn't it be nice to just like send that to a, some sort of agency <laughs> and get a person? Yeah. I see. I get that. Yeah. Yes, I can understand. I can understand that and appreciate that for sure. Um, Listen, be, I'll also for 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 legality reasons, I'll also say <laughs> I would never do that. I have never looked into it. It doesn't exist, and I don't it's think nonsense. It exists. Yeah. But yeah. Nonetheless, I can see why. And but I mean, I'll also say clearly, like the people in this show. We're not doing it because they like we're having a rough go of it. They were doing it no, and because also, they here's sucked. The thing. Right. And here's the other thing. Because so if you do create someone who is literally another person and not just like a doll, because a doll like whatever. You can throw that right? away like, if you want. Right. If you're like over it, you can be like, okay, I'm done with this phase or whatever it was. But if it's another person. What do you do with them then? What if you do get sick of them? Or like or you meet like another person and you're like well, now this other per- this one that i made is kind of boring or if the because you made it and they're not really a real human as is in this show they might turn on you or so you can just you. zap them and then they turn into a pile of dust yeah, i guess true. like this one suggests um that's true yeah well cuz this one especially like had that weird like fail safe where they would like self-destruct, right. which was interesting. Right. Um, so that seems like a good time to just transition <laughs> into, hello, everyone. I'm Sarah Walsh, and I'm here with my sister and co-host, and you are listening to See You Next Week in Space. And Amy, why don't you tell everyone what we're watching this week, what we're talking about? <sighs> yeah. So we watched an episode of Mutant X, which was a show that aired from 2001 to 2004, the specific episode we watched was called Dream Lover, and it originally aired on April 26th of 2004. Indeed. So, yeah, I guess we'll start with the IMDb description, which says, A fugitive geneticist and four of his quote-unquote creations search for others of their kind while attempting to stay a step ahead of a morally ambiguous government agent. Hmm. Now... That is the description, but I don't think that 
that description applies to the show by the time Which we're seeing. Which one was that? Who was the fu- I was going to say who the heck was the fugitive geneticist out of because, those people? So like so this episode comes from late in season three, which is their last season of shows. Okay. Um, so they moved away from the geneticist of it all? Yes. Yes. Like okay. the guy who plays the geneticist, where's my thingy to find out who that, because he was like, uh, where is he? Oh, yeah. The guy who plays the geneticist um, this, is this guy, an actor named John Shea. Um, okay. and by the, he was just gone from the show by the time that we got to it. And they okay. also had like, they reconfigured the cast a, a, a bit over the various seasons. So like Lexa, uh, who's the brunette in this, she okay. was a, she only came on to the final season, not okay. she was, and she replaced uh, a different woman. Um, got it. So that is part of it, that this description no longer really applies by the time we're <laughs> to this show. And I was also just thinking about, like, I guess this still exists, but I, I, lately what we've been watching for TV shows are these things where they've, like, got, like, maybe a three or four season run, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do shows like that even happen anymore? Like, where it's yeah. like, we're going to try something... And then we're going to realize it doesn't work. And then we're just going to, like, let it go. Um, well, I, I think feel like so. I don't I mean, see I don't that know. as much. Well, I think there's lots of, like, Netflix series that are only three seasons or only two seasons. Maybe not a lot. Maybe that's not right. But, like, some, for sure, that are a little bit more experimental. Yeah. You know, quote, unquote. You might not hear about them much because you're only going to get pushed the stuff that's successful. <laughs> but... I feel that's like there are definitely ones like that. But yeah, it's not like it's not quite the same as like I don't know. I guess it just maybe yeah, I mean like you said before, you were interested to see if this like was on the sci fi channel. And I yeah. can't be sure, to be honest. It does not say where it was. But I figured it um, was Canadian. Based yeah. On some of the people in it. <laughs> based on how they seemed kinda Canadian. They seemed kinda <laughs> Canadian in their clone way. <laughs> in their clony way they were kind of Canadian um yeah I, I don't know where this would have appeared to be honest like um it seems so sci-fi channel it does it does watched yeah I mean I wouldn't be surprised and like I was like I've said before about the sci-fi channel especially like um when they were getting into their groove of original programming there was a there was a lot of like bodies left lying on the side of the road kind of thing and um yeah. this seems like it probably was one of them mm-hmm. um but so unlike some of the other shows that are this weird kind of style and from this kind of strange time mutant x does not really register much anywhere for anyone um but like I'll clarify, because Mutant X sounds like X-Men, and you wouldn't be wrong to imagine that, because Mutant X was but technically... But you also would be wrong, because it's definitely yes, not what this is. It is not anything to do with X-Men, beyond the fact that these are like genetically manipulated people who get called mutants, um, but and have a really quick question. powers. Was it clear what their powers were in this show? Mm. In this episode? 
Not to me. Not really. Not to, okay, good. Okay, good, good. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't think their powers super mattered in this episode. No, they, um, did, they didn't seem to. But I always like, like, when there's a super or a mutant of some kind, I like to categorize them by powers. <laughs> yes, I get it. So I, I get it. <laughs> curious. Okay. Yeah, no, the, it's unclear to me what their powers are. Okay. Um, so this show was created under the Marvel Comics license, but not based on... So Marvel Comics has a comic called Mutant X, but oh. that also has nothing to do with this show either. Oh, I'm really actually surprised they let them use that name then. I know. Well, so this is the weird thing about it. So somehow somebody convinced Marvel Comics to be like, let us make a show called Mutant X, but it's not going to be anything to do with the thing Mutant X that you make. It's gonna, it's just going to be something else entirely. And Marvel just... was like, okay. Um, and, and then Marvel and also, saw like a couple of the episodes and they're like, we're not threatened. Do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that was like, what was that one? We did a movie recently where like someone was like trying to get money and be like, this is my thing. And then they, oh, they yeah. saw the movie and is like, ah, no, it's cool. Like, you can I have want to it. distance myself from that. Um, I can't remember uh, what it was. I, maybe it was in time. I think it might have been in time. But anyway. Oh, maybe. Um, so Marvel is like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and call this thing Mutant X. We're not even concerned because it's nothing like the comic book. And I think also what you have to remember, or like contextually speaking, this was before Marvel became what it is I know, it's not now. like the Marvel Universe. Yeah, but, yeah. Also, but Marvel was big. I mean, Stan Lee and all the comics and like sure. that shit. Like, it is big. But, but like, the, they, weren't, quest- they weren't making no, that much money. So, like, comparatively right. speaking. So, they're like, yeah, go ahead. Use our property. We get some money off of it. Sure. Yeah. Like... What makes less sense to me than Marvel saying yes is why this show felt so uh, passionate that it they needed, needed to be called this. I know. Like, I well, don't think it's at all necessary for yeah. the show. Why not even just call it Mutants? Right. Why or any or, I don't even know what the X is about. No. Well, and it got them further in trouble because... So Marvel says, okay, you can use the name Mutant X. But then in 2001, right as the show is kicking off, 20th Century Fox, which had the rights to the X-Men franchise, were like, mm. you can't use Mutant X because that's too much like X-Men. Um, and you're going to kind of like be raining on our parade. Yeah. yeah. And so... That lawsuit actually went on for like a number of years and was eventually so settled. I'm like, fine, we'll change our shitty show's name. <laughs> I know. Well, I think actually the lawsuit was like resolved after the show had already been canceled. You know, like, wow. so, and the, and somebody, some money changed hands somewhere because the, the dispute was eventually settled out of court. Um, that's crazy. That's like the dude. That's like the Gwyneth Paltrow dude who's trying to get like three million. And then he's like, "Oh no, just kidding! I'll take three hundred fifty thousand And then he's like, "Oh no, whoops! I just lost this whole case." Yeah, I mean, I like. I feel like when it comes to intellectual property, just tread very lightly because yeah. you don't know who's gonna come along and be like, oh, I made that 
concept up. And so I like need some cash or whatever. Um, totally. But this, especially if you are not making much cash on the project. Like, right. It, uh, yeah, I just, I and don't as know you why say, you this, so for- this thing didn't need to be called Mutant X. It could no. be called anything. It just could Literally be called attractive people walk around and it, that, <laughs> like, it, and it would probably have like lasted ten seasons, like because honestly, I would watch a show called Attractive People Walking Around because I'd be real curious. Like, well, also, yeah, because it's like attractive around. people walking around. Sometimes they solve a crime, like that's, and sometimes like, they wear even less clothes than the other times, and right. It could it could have been I was gonna say it could be called something like four ladies look at a computer or something like yes. it's not yes. nothing's, nothing's like, four attractive people nothing. stare at a screen. <laughs> oh That's my it. Gosh, yeah. Um, they pushed hard for that mutant next thing. I mean, I know. Okay. Well, and unsurprisingly, so the show actually wasn't even canceled. I misspoke when I said that before. It the one of the main production companies. Um, basically ran out of money. So then the show was over. And it's like, whoops, all done. So I guess probably this TV show was doing okay by whatever metric. Because it was attractive people walking around. Yeah. Oh, attractive people walking around. Attractive people sometimes having an action sequence. Attractive people yeah. sometimes looking at a computer. Attractive people <laughs> sometimes having weird sexual tension with each other. I guess they could have just other. called it attractive people. Yeah, they could have done. Because these people... So this is a good way to, like, shift into the cast. Because these people are, like... Every single one of them are, like, soap opera good-looking. Like, yeah. they're not just regular actor good-looking. They're soap opera I was going to ask if any of them... I'm, yeah, I'm curious... I'm curious if any of them were on soap operas at any point. Yes, at least no, two of them were. Um, okay, that makes sense. So, and it's the guys. Both of the men were both in. Okay, and I'm gonna tell you what I know one of the guys from. Oh, I that's don't know interesting. Any of their names, though. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I'll start with. Uh, the main, I would say she was the protagonist of this episode. The character's name is Shalimar Fox. That's the blonde and, girl? Yes, that's the blonde girl. Her re- her name in real life is Victoria Pratt. Uh, she was 34. She's Canadian. Uh, I think you mentioned that this was filmed in Canada, so pretty much all the actors are Canadian. Um, yeah. She, intriguingly, has a background in physiotherapy. Um, oh. got, a, got her degree in that. And then she has had... Uh, early on, she had a couple of appearances in Xena, Warrior Princess. Um, oh, I can see that. Yep. Um, then she was in a show, which show wasn't Canadian, was it? It was filmed in New Zealand. Oh, okay. But it wasn't, but there are, those are, I mean, what's her, oh, wait, what's her face is not American, is she? Okay, that's a whole nother Lucy story. Lawless? Yes. Is she American? No, she's uh, a Kiwi. Right, okay, okay. That's what I thought. Okay, okay. Sorry. Anyway, Um, so she was also, and don't worry, I've written this down. We shall uh, watch it at some point. She was in a show called Cleopatra 2525. um, Yikes. Which I can only assume is like somehow Cleopatra in the future. Mongolian Um, Deathworm. Wait, can we watch that one instead? (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, we can watch all of these. Um, also Christmas Twister. Not I know. I know. Um, but from what I could surmise, this was her kind of most prominent gig she's ever had. She's okay. done a lot of TV work. She seems to continue to be doing it. Um, but intriguingly, as attractive as she is, she was not, from what I could tell, in a soap opera. However, okay. her co-star, um, whose character name is Brennan Mulray, who is played by a 31-year-old Victor Webster, he absolutely... He's the, he, no, he's, he's the dark-haired guy. Yes. Okay, great. Um, he started out on Days of Our Lives and yeah. did a run on that from 1999 to 2000. Um, mm -hmm. He was in a thing called The Chippendales Murder. Um, he was in an episode of Sex and the City, an episode of Criminal and Minds. I, feel like I, I know exactly the episode of Criminal Minds. I was thinking that the whole time we were watching it. And I was just thinking about <laughs> Criminal Minds. Was he um, the killer in Criminal Minds? He was. He was a yeah. bad guy. He was a, a white collar. Like he was someone who ran, ran like a Ponzi scheme. Oh, oh yeah, I could see people. that. And yeah. killed people on the side for yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. As, once, as his Ponzi scheme was like falling apart, falling he apart. just started yeah. killing his clients. As you do. Um, <laughs> he also had, he, um, because again, like there's this like cottage industry of like weird sci-fi shows coming out of Canada. He was also in a different sci-fi show, which I have definitely watched some of called Continuum. Um, that's a more mm. recent one. And then unsurprisingly, he's just got like reams and reams and scads and scads of Hallmark movies. He's like in Hallmark yeah. movies a lot. Um, I can see that. And yeah, I mean, Although we've talked about that. I, I feel like it's a good gig. Oh, it's a great gig. But the thing about him, I guess I am ruined because I like predominantly know him from that episode of Criminal Minds. I I can't really believe really of the Okay, first of all, I got to look something up about Criminal Minds before I ask this question because I just got to do what? it. Hold ask me, I know it. I know the answer. But the No. I'm I don't think you would know this answer because if you did, I then I feel like I'm going to be very concerned about you and for I, you. I might know it. Um how many episodes do you think there are of Criminal Minds? Oh, well, let's do the math. <laughs> That's always fun to listen to. They're they're on. They've done about fifteen to sixteen seasons. Uh, the first fifteen seasons were like regular. Their new like sixteenth season is like weirdly on Paramount Plus. It's a little different. So okay. like fifteen times twenty three is what I don't do math. Are you asking me? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Well, let's see. I'll just call up the old calculator on the phone and say 15 times... 350. Yeah, I think there's probably about 350 episodes. Um, There are 334, and this is why I'm concerned for you. I don't think you should be this good at knowing this show quite so I know, intimately. because I've seen every single one. I have and, absolutely seen and every then, single episode. And then, even more concerning, that you can pick out a guy. Now, admittedly, he's a pretty handsome guy and has a bit of a unique look, I suppose. Well, and I've watched... The, here's the sadder part. I've watched most slash all of those episodes multiple times so i've watched the one where he that episode of him multiple yeah multiple you knew times. right away that he ran a ponzi scheme and killed people on the side 
Yes. And because of it, and because I've watched it multiple times, I cannot see him as anything else. So it's difficult. What I was going to say, it's difficult for me <laughs> to see him in a Hallmark movie where I imagine he plays very, like, cute. Yeah, just some, see, like, you know, he's like a man. Men. He's like a man yeah. who runs a library or. Yeah, no, although... he looks too sketchy to me. He looks too much like he runs a Ponzi scheme in my oh mind. Oh, my God. Like, Although, admittedly, Hallmark movies are not quite the same. Like, because you can have a Hallmark movie that's called, like, And Then She Was Dead, like, or whatever. Um, so he could be, like, the bad guy. That's true. Sort of, in a Hallmark movie. Well, I could movie. see him for sure in, like, a Lifetime movie being a killer. Because in Lifetime yeah. movies, similarly, the killers are always attractive. Yes. That's why you can never <laughs> trust a really good-looking person. That's the, the message no. there. Um, speaking of weirdly attractive people we then have the character jesse kilmartin played and i'm not kidding this guy's professional name in possible real name is forbes march um wow that's weird he's the he's the other dude the light-haired dude yeah the blonde guy um somehow his face looked weird to me like I knew it was attractive. I recognized him the whole time. Well, because he would have done because he played Scott Chandler on All My Children. Okay, that's what it was. I couldn't place it. Yes, so he played Scott Chandler for a massive 22-episode arc. Um, (laughs) What character the hell was that? No one um, cares. I want to say Adam Chandler's grandson. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah. Um, and, but what I was going to say is he had that look that's like, I know you're attractive, but also you look a bit like a troll doll or a melted <laughs> candle. There was something a melted weird. Candle. There was something weird about his face shape that looked kind of melty to me or like plasticky somehow. Well, cause it's very chiseled. I would say it's like chiseled in a, it's not circular. He's got like one of those jaws where it's, um. Pointy is not the right word. Very, like, square jaw. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Um, But he has very, like, credits of all the people in this. He might have the fewest. Um, Mm. And I don't know what he's doing now, but it seems like he's moved on to something else. Um, Okay. Then we have the character Lexa Pierce, um, the brunette one, if that's of any help. Okay. Um, Yeah, yeah. and that's played by a 28-year-old Karen Kleesh, because I know her from the last time oh, right. we spoke about her. Um, oh, I knew so I she played her, too, and I didn't remember from what. Yeah. She was, so she played an alien woman in the TV Flash Gordon oh, okay. show that we talked about. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Got and it. then finally, um, there are th- this handful of other characters that like are important to the story, but... You know, I we don't really super need to know who they are. Um, there's Sebastian Conway, played by an actor called Ted uh, Whittle, I guess, or Whitehall. I'm mm-hmm. not entirely sure. Um, he is by far the most successful of anyone in this cast. That's true. Um, he has I a lot of credits. Too. Yeah, he has a lot, a lot of credits. Um, the second credit he ever had was in Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, I do love that. I, I looked it. I looked up his filmography but i can't remember what episode of that he was in i can't either anyway. but um i think he might have played a sheriff or something oh. um do you but did you did you recognize him from anything specific 
No, because I, I totally recognized him as well, especially like when I went on to IMDb and saw the picture that he's using now that's like closer to, like, because he was younger. He's older. Yeah. yeah. Do you, wait, now, okay, do you watch Shit's Creek? Because I can't remember if you watched Shit's Creek or Yes, not. I have. I, I think I've watched the whole thing. I think I have. Okay, well, he plays thing. Patrick's dad on Shit's Creek. Oh, that's how I recognized him. Okay, because um, the one thing that well, he's I much did. Older. Yeah, the one thing that I did. So he's done a lot of TV and small movie roles, um, but the thing that I think I probably recognized him from was the Beauty and the Beast TV show that got made like a few years ago. Um, oh. He was like some sort of um, agent of some government agency thing. Um, <laughs> agent of an agency of some kind. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, yes, if my if one of my students had written that, I would be like repetitive. Correct this, like, um, and vague, shall we say? Indeed. Um, but that's how I think I recognize him more is from that. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's been around and seems. I would imagine, based on what you've just said. We probably can expect to see him again. I think I remember looking that he's got quite a number of things like upcoming on his like mm. credit list. Mm-hmm. Then there's a character called Gia Duchamp, played by a 30-year-old Jennifer Steed, who has probably the least credits of anyone in this group. Um, and her last one was in 2007, so she, she has to have moved on to different things. And then... Um, there's a final character called Nolan Blackledge, uh, played by Matt Gordon. Um, and by this group's standards, he has a fair few credits. Um, and his very first credit... By this lowly group standards. Well, but I mean, honestly, a lot of people in this one, like, they have, like, in the teens, credits in the teens. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's different from what we usually see. Um, yeah. And then his first credit is a show that we've talked about here, which is Earth Final Conflict. Um, and similar that to... doesn't even ring a bell. <laughs> oh, that, that was the one where it was like they found a mosaic in the ground in Ireland oh, and okay, it was an okay, alien. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that was the one. That, um, okay, now I remember. And he's done, he's similar to Ted Whittle, where he's done a lot of TV and kind of small movie role stuff. And I would okay. say, like, both of those guys, probably part of the reason they've been successful is they literally, like, the script says, we need a man who looks like a man. And <laughs> then, then they're like, well, they that guy kind of- seems good. <laughs> he's, he's a man. <laughs> The thing that's funny about, like, uh, wait, what's his name? Whittle? Ted Whittle? White yeah. Man, whatever. Um, the thing about him is he's kind of got a blendable look, where in this, he looked very shifty and, like, I right. don't trust him, which is was the character. Yet in Shit's Creek, he's very, like, wholesome. Right. And he kind of, like, it works. Both of those things work. Yeah, because he looks like a man. <laughs> I, I mean, this me is also the, don't make me do the impression. The callback to my, my head. Mad I can't TV. Do it. 
I know it's racist. Can't we do can't it. do it's it. Too racist but, to do it. But it's all I'm thinking in my head. But you know, honestly, I was again. This was also like on a different podcast I was listening to, and they were talking about Mad TV recently. And Mad TV mm-hmm. had like two funny things, and one of it was, was he looked it. like a man, and the yeah. other was the lowered I expectations. Thing, oh, that they, was good. That... Okay, then I have a couple others that I liked on it. Just Mad TV talk real quick. I also liked Stuart and his mother. It was creepy. No, I get it. Like, gross. Ick. No. <laughs> <laughs> you are incorrect about it. that. You are incorrect okay, well, <laughs> I also liked Will Sasso. I thought he in general had some funny bits. Yes, he, did, he like, is El funny. In your day bag of crap and stuff like that. Oh, God. Um <laughs> I mean, you didn't like ugh. Stuart and the mom. Wait, no, okay. why? Ugh, no. Why would I? Why would anyone, frankly, like? Because that? it was it was um because it was Mo Collins and she would be like Stuart. She did that voice. I loved her. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not for me. Anyway, um, oh, no, I just want to do that impression of that other lady. And we I know it's like, it's. I know that it, this is the thing. This is why we're in such a problem in twenty twenty three. Like that bit was fucking funny, but but here's the thing: that bit would be that. The, here's 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 actually the truth: that bit could be funny without her being a, a, a racial stereotype. Yes, yeah, it yeah. could be funny if someone was just like just dim-witted or whatever it whatever like a little story. old lady, like, any little yeah, exactly. old lady. Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah yeah. I saw that guy. He looked like a man. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd yeah. still be funny. Um, or you could just have an Asian person do it (laughs) and then maybe it could also be fine. I don't know. Um, anyway, anyway, uh, let's get back to the beautiful, uh, (laughs) thing called dream lover that we watched. And that is literally what this thing is called is dream lover, which is like ick as well. Um, (laughs) but so we arrive, the opening sequence is like women kind of walking and dancing around in various like risque costumes and Gia who is dressed how would I describe this outfit she's in like oh, she's in like a military outfit but like yeah a like sexy sexy, sexy army lady um yeah because she's got like a mid slash she also sort of top. looked like a girl scout yeah, it was like a Girl Scout, but then there was also something like vaguely, like she seems like she might, like a Russian thing, like a Soviet, Oh, I don't know, yeah. there was something weird going on there. I think it was it, the beret, yeah. maybe the beret yeah. was what did it. Um, yeah. But so she's dressed like that, and she's like looking for some friend of hers who emerges from the crowd and is dressed like Barbara Bush. Um, <laughs> that's all I can describe it. Like those weird, like, um, like Chanel boucle jacket and skirt, skirt oh, yeah. combo. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Um, and so, and then the friend is blonde and that's important for later. Cause like when they turn into these clones, they seem to turn blonde as well. Um, always. Well, because, yeah, I think so, because then Gia, who starts out as a redhead, her clone seems to be blondish. And I thought it was just, like, a weird lighting situation happening. Maybe. 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 Because the other um, chick doesn't, well, anyway. Well, well she's blonde from the start. 
so no i know i know i know but i mean oh like, but you're talking about the other one yeah and that girl point. too but also when when the blonde girl sees gia the first time she doesn't say like your hair is different that's true you're right so maybe that was just my so I feel like it might misinterpretation be thing. yeah um so gia wants to leave her friend who looks like barbara bush is like no i'm staying and then she like goes out to like meet some like man in a suit and it's like okay this is weird meanwhile back at what i'm calling hq because i don't really know what this like it's got to be their like clubhouse right or like their place where they hang out it's their um, it's their like computer bay but there doesn't seem to be anything else there except for stairs and a deck but I, dock I, of computers well and the tanning bed that was important. <laughs> oh, right, the tanning bed. <laughs> um, I forgot about the tanning bed. So, I mean, I think they live there, I think. Um, yeah, no, no, I think you're right, but I just didn't see much that looked like a house. No. So, the, anyway, they're back at HQ where all the mutants like to hang out. And Shalimar and what is it? I kept forgetting what the guy from Criminal Minds was actually I don't know called. What any of Brennan. stupid names were. Brennan Brennan. is his name. Okay, so Shalimar and Brennan are, like, on the way to go to the movies, but then they get a phone call. Shalimar gets a phone call from Gia, where Gia's quite upset, and she's like, I need help, blah, blah, blah. And then the call cuts off. Um, So Shalimar is like, I'm really concerned about Gia. dying. Yeah. (laughs) But Brennan is like, I want to go to the movies and I don't want to miss the previews. I'm sure your friend is fine. And <laughs> typical. I was, I was like, uh, typical what? Ponzi scheme running guy who does not care. I I mean, like, I I'll be honest. I like to see the previews at movies as well. <laughs> um, but if someone turned to me and said, I just got a really weird call from my friend who well, and that's the other thing is he says something along the lines of like. I think very quickly they established that Gia is also some kind of a mutant. Um, oh, but she's also that. she's also got like problems, like a drug habit or something. Oh, and and he's like, oh well, if your druggy friend called and then the call got cut <sighs> off, then you know that's not worth your time. Like, just oh. don't bother. Um, and so I was like, that's weird. Um, and especially like to be like, cause I really need to get to the movies is like, it's a very weak argument. Uh, yeah. Um, then we are brought to what I am calling a bunker okay. where all the bad science is done. And, <laughs> and I, I guess I should say it's not bad science. It's evil science. Um, yeah. All the Pretty evil science, science is actually, done there. I mean, it's super yeah. fucking impressive because... Yeah. So the scientist Nolan is worried because he and Sebastian... So Sebastian is like the club owner. Yeah. And um, he's like, but we have to do this thing. And, they're, and it's not clear what they have to do. But then he's like, Gia's already been paid for. So then we watch Gia, who has been tasered and, like, made unconscious or whatever. She then is laying on a table, and there's a second table right next to her where a new Gia 
appears immediately. Um, and I would say like the way they depict cloning in this is kind of amazing. Uh, it's the fastest cloning process I've ever seen. So fast. And it includes all the clothes that someone is wearing. <laughs> yeah. um, mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm trying to remember, is it that when they, when the clone gets made, it do, does it literally like fill up from like their shoes up? Like as if you're filling a glass of water. Is that how they showed it? I couldn't, I can't remember. Or if it was just like it kind of appeared from those, the, you know, when they uh, terminate them or whatever you call it, it kind of like starts as that like silvery color and then like fills yeah. in. Yeah. Something like that. Well, yeah. Sort of like Alex Mack a little bit. Yeah. Well, because they're supposedly made out of biotechnology like nanites thing. Mm. And so, um, yeah, they're like made out of little machines. So Mm-mm. anyway, um, so then we've got two Gia's and that's the cold open. And the viewer is like, what the fuck Whoa. just happened? Like, what have I, what am I watching? Um, then the credits have a VO sequence where they t- explain how they're mutants and that they've got this mission to protect other mutants. But again, it's, I mean, I guess Gia is a mutant and Shalimar is trying to help her. So I guess that's following is the she mission. Like part of the team? I didn't. Gia isn't the VO part of the I didn't, team. Like, clock the, right. That's what I thought. Yeah, no, she's not part of the team, but Shalimar is. Okay. Um, after the credits, we go back. To, we're back in HQ, Mutant HQ, and this is where the tanning bed is on display. Oh, right. Um, I don't know why there needs to be a tanning bed in this place. Um, I feel like was tanning. I feel like tanning the early two thousands. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say. I feel like tanning was like a very early two thousands thing. Because yes. every single, and by every single, I mean like one movie I can think of, um, like horror movies in particular. I feel like love to use tanning beds. There's been oh, more interesting, than one, actually. interesting. I can't remember. There's one where someone gets like fully burnt up in one. But then there's also, like, the famous one from I Still Know What You Did Last Summer where he, like, zip ties her in and she's, like, cooking in there. Um, oh, I don't remember yeah. that. I haven't seen that movie oh, in a bit of a while, so I'm not remembering The that. second one's wild where they're, like, in – Oh, it's um, the second one. Okay. Yeah, it's in the second one. <laughs> they're, like, okay. on that island. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, tanning – I think that was just an early 2000s thing, the tanning bed. Yeah. But – I I will say I was watching this with Isaac and he I did have a good point. She's wearing a full towel in the tanning bed, which is seems a to weird. defeat the purpose. Yes. Yeah. Not yeah. that you need to be naked, but like because I get that like obviously they wouldn't be able to show that, but like right. a, a bikini or a bathing suit, like a towel seems like would be real hot. Well, I thought what they were trying to imply was that she like wasn't using the towel and then when oh. he when the other guy oh. came in she like pulled it maybe over her but oh, i'm not maybe sure right. oh because maybe that's right. like because honestly this whole little scene that they're doing where like lexa is in the tanning bed and jesse walks in and then they have this like weird like i'll call it sexual chemistry banter <laughs> Um, and there was quite a lot of it, like, throughout the show, specifically between these two characters. 
And I was like, what's going on? Like, why is this here? Like, I don't really care about this. Like, but I guess they had to set it up for the later scenes. Um, Yeah. So they're doing that. And then what, like, also, like, how is this HQ, like, the tanning bedroom seems to be a central location that everyone (laughs) goes to. Because then Shalimar comes in and she's like, Jesse, can you trace the call that I just got? It just seems to be like one big open space. I know. Maybe. Question mark. And like, I also thought it was weird because then he's like, oh, well, I discovered, quote unquote, that caller ID was blocked. So this is going to take a bit longer. And I'm like, if there was caller ID, why would she ask you to trace anything? Like, then she'd right. know where what it was. Like, why is she asking you for right. help if there were caller ID, dum-dum? Like, um, <laughs> so anyway, back in the bunker, Sebastian and Nolan have gotten their money from clone Gia's buyer. Um, <laughs> and he's asking some disgusting questions about her. Um, basically what I, hold on, where's my, and this is exactly why I answered my first question to you the way I did, because you wrote here that he's asking about, she, so she won't age. She won't argue. She's also built for pleasure. Blech. Yeah, I know. That's also pretty bad. But then, yeah, he's, like, basically, like, um, she'll do whatever I say. And they were basically, like, within reason, she will do whatever you say. But there are some limitations. And the main limitation is that the transaction and her existence has to be completely confidential. Like, no one can know that this clone, that this woman is a clone, um yeah and they say and we've set it up to ensure like that this will be protected or or they like imply like and if you don't and if you tell anyone like the outcome's gonna be bad um and he's like okay it's like a pretty relatively easy thing to keep under wraps because it makes you look weird if you say you have it anyway yeah so like a clone in your possession yeah, so then he gets his clone, Gia. She is now also in a Barbara Bush suit. Um, <laughs> and Jesse, meanwhile, has figured out that the call has come from this club run by Sebastian. So Shalimar shows up um, and starts asking around about Gia to the other girls in this club. Um, clone Gia actually shows up. And then talks with Shalimar. Shalimar is like, oh, hey, girl. And, like, clone (laughs) Gia is like, hello, who are you? Um, And so, needless to say, that's a bit of a problem. Um, Yeah. And so Shalimar is immediately like, I need to, like, do some investigating about this. She did come about that pretty quickly. But I guess I would, too, if, like, I really, if, like, I knew somebody and... I couldn't get in touch with them, and all of a sudden they really acted like they didn't know me. But I'd, I, don't, I don't know what my reaction to that would be. I don't I know mean, if I would act quick enough. I, if someone that I knew, and, like, so that's the other thing is, like, when Shalimar goes back to 
headquarters to like get some help from the rest of the mutants. She explains that like she was friends with Gia before she joined Mutant X. And so I guess they've known each other for a number of years. And if I like ran into someone that I've known for a number of years and I also knew that they were troubled and then they were acting like they didn't know me. And then a random boyfriend that she didn't know about shows up and says I'm taking her home. I would immediately start being like, hmm, I don't love this. Um, Yeah, but I'm not sure what I would do. What would you do? I I don't know. Like, (laughs) Like in a real-life situation where where clones may not be what's going on. Correct. I mean, like, I think the thing is, is, like, in in real life, I might want to, like, call the police or something and be like, I think my friend is being like manipulated in some kind of relationship thing that isn't nice or isn't right. good or whatever. Nice. Um, and then the police would be like, that's not what the police are Figure here to out. do. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we don't give a rat's ass. Thank you, though. Come again. Um, I don't care if your friend's in a relationship that isn't nice. That's not really what we're I don't care if you feel for. like your friend's boyfriend is icky, but what, <laughs> please move along. Dear police, um, my friend is dating a man, and he's got a shifty look about him. Can you do something? <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, uh, click. Yeah, 100%. That's not what the police are for. Stop tying up the phone line. <laughs> but I guess because Shalimar is a crime fighter in her own right, she can just, like, get on to it. Um, yeah, she has resources. Yeah, so she, like, she's doing some investigating. She tells Jesse to, like, get on the internet and start doing some, like, internet stalking about this club and figure out what's going on. Um mm-hmm. She then figures, like, Jesse figures out that Clone Gia's boyfriend, like, the guy she left with, is married with two kids, um, but has, like, a secret condo in the city. Um, you also can't call the police about that. <laughs> no, no. The police are not there to deal with your, like, messy marriage affairs. <laughs> like, that's not what they're there for. Although, I, I do think... Honestly, sometimes the police do get called in for your messy I'm marriage sure. affairs. Um, oh, one million percent. Like and when you both are like shouting and being right. violent with each other, that's when the police. Well, yeah, then get it crosses there. into like, violent when it's violent. That yes, it crosses into police duty. But yeah, if it's but no, just you can be an shit. asshole. Yeah, you can be an <laughs> asshole who's got a secret clone girlfriend in a secret condo in the city <laughs> and the police still can't do anything about that right they are uh, useless it is not illegal to do that um and then we also learned that this guy paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for clone gia which back then was a lot of money Back then, what is it like? Chump change now? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but like, I feel like that's for the a equivalent um, for like but, basically a a sex doll. Yes, hold on, I want to see. That's a lot of fucking money for a sex doll. Okay, I want to see. Um, so two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in two thousand and four would today be basically four hundred thousand dollars. 
That's a lot of fucking money. But I guess if you think about, like, people who have, like, uh, sugar daddy or sugar baby relationships, that type of thing, those people, I'm sure, spend way more than $400,000 on someone over the Certainly. course of that relationship. Yes. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, dude, at this point, depending on, like, kind of your echelon of life or whatever and, like, the life that you want your mistress to be in – $400,000 might only be your housing budget for the year. Like, um, $400,000 barely buys you a house in most places. Uh, oh, well, well most, that's true. Most places anyone would want to live, I should say. Um, <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Shots fired at all the places that have houses. No, but I mean, 000. like, honestly, even in, like, podunk um, oh no! Town, I, know. I mean, I, USA. I at, oh. It costs four hundred thousand dollars to get a house. Like, no, I know. I mean, believe me, I've looked at listings where it's like three hundred thousand, and the house looks like it's the house literally has holes in every single ceiling. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck is this? I hit three hundred thousand dollars for something I literally can't live in. What are you talking about? I know, and I've fallen down a hole on Facebook where I once, just for curiosity's sake, I clicked on a real estate thing of like. This is a house that's yep. on sale in your area. And I, I was just like, I'm just curious, one, to see, like, what would it look like inside? And two, what yep. it would cost. What it looked like inside? Mm-hmm. Pretty nice. What did it yep. cost? $1.2 million. <laughs> I know. I know. It's crazy. And sometimes I look at ones that are $1.2 million and I'm like, that looks like shit. What are you talking about? $1.2 million and it looks bad? Who, what, where, how? Like, I know. What's the deal? I know. I mean, at, that insane. was at least a little bit comforting. I was like, oh, like $1.2 million does seem to buy you something pretty decent, at least. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. that's, that makes me, well, I still don't have that money and I never will. But, you know, like... It's a weird comfort. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Because I've... And I also, like, my mind gets... When I look at too much real estate, my mind gets really, like, fucked up about numbers. Because I start believing that I can afford things that I can't afford. Yes. Well, (laughs) my immediate reaction... That's a pretty good deal. And then I'm like... Well, yeah. And my immediate reaction to that information that I just learned was like, oh, that's less than I would have expected for this area. And then I started to think oh, I probably could get that someday. <laughs> I'm like, come on, right. you idiot. Yeah. Of course you can. No, I know. It's crazy. Um, I, I, know, I mean, I've seen I've seen apartments in New York where they're like, this is $2.5 And I'm like, that's a good deal. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, I guess it is technically a good deal, but like not for me. Right. Like it is in the grand scheme, it's less than what other things cost, but it's still exorbitantly right. expensive. Like... <laughs> Right. I still have nowhere near that money. So what am I talking about that that's yeah. a good deal? I mean, so in fact, what we've really come around to is that this clone Gia is this a real is, steal. I guess it's a pretty this good is a deal. steal at two hundred fifty grand. Um, you've gotten a whole person for that. Like that's honestly, true. I bet the condo that she's squirreled away in costs more than she does. Um, that's possible. So anyway, back at the condo. Um, I did kind of find this a bit fun and funny. Gia and her boyfriend are doing role playing where he's dressed in women's lingerie and she's dressed as some kind of like, I don't know, like 
Nazi police officer or something. Like, something <laughs> weird is going on there. And mm-hmm. Shalimar and Brennan break into this room, and they first are, like, a bit scandalized. And then they try, I will say, like, obviously this guy who's bought a woman is a scumbag. But... yeah. Um, I did kind of like, cause they like made some sort of judgy face about what they were doing. And he's like, I'm allowed to do whatever I want like in my own home. <laughs> like, and why are you shaming me? Because I like to dress up in women's lingerie and have a, like someone dominate me or whatever. And I was like, well, that's kind of weirdly progressive for the early 2000s. <laughs> Um, but then immediately... But I do also think, like, he was supposed to be a shit heel. So, like, having yes. him be the one, it's, it was more like trying to... I think it was more about emasculating him. Yes, for sure. And then, like, because he's getting his dander up because he is a shit bag, like, um, <laughs> he's like, this is my house and I can do what I like and I... I forget exactly what he says, but he basically says, like, I bought this woman for this purpose so I can do what I want. And that was his fatal mistake because this is the protocol that was like, you're never meant to talk about this. And he immediately talked about it. Um, And so do you remember? Literally the first people he sees. Yeah, he's like, I paid for her, so it's fine. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) She's a clone. Um, (laughs) But then do you remember what she does to kill him? Well, first her eyes glow, which I liked. But she did she take, I don't know what it is that she had was, I'm not sure. I don't want to say what I think and have it be wrong. But she takes something and stabs him right in the back. Yeah, I thought it was some kind of like a statue or a paperweight it had kind of like or was um, it the bedpost i thought it was maybe oh, like maybe. A piece of the bedpost maybe like, that she ripped off i can't remember it was something i was that gonna was... say maybe it was possibly something else but then i'm glad i didn't yeah. say it no i i don't think it was a dildo if that's what you're <laughs> dancing around i didn't say it for a reason <laughs> i don't think it was that mainly because that wouldn't be a very useful implement for sharp. death um, no. but whatever, <laughs> but, if whatever you're a ro- but if you're a clone robot and you have the force, maybe, possibly. maybe you could, but, but like, I do I, think it was something more pointy. It was a, it was like a chunky pointy thing. Like, I just remember <laughs> being like, that would really hurt. <laughs> like that yes. would really mess you up. Um, yes. so, and she, d- this happens quite quickly. She like smashes this thing into the back of this guy and then she jumps out the window and runs away. So, yeah. it, like, that's quite jarring. That's a scene. Um, can you imagine? Can you imagine walking? I mean, they knew something was up, but I bet you they didn't think that was particularly what was happening. Like, I, I don't. They I think they were. That whole scene. They were surprised about the sex things that they found. And then they have to have been <laughs> doubly surprised at the intensity. Like, it just ratcheted up yeah. to a thousand, like, straight away. <laughs> and I don't think that's what they were expecting. No. Um, so then back in the bump bunker, um, Gia, clone Gia has come back. Um, cause I guess that's must be like programmed into them that like when something like this happens, they have to come back to the bunker and the scientist Nolan is all like worried. He's like, this is precisely what I was like concerned about might happen. And Sebastian is like, don't even bother. Don't even worry about it. Um, and then he does something. I can't remember if he like tasers her 
or what. But then he basically, like, deactivates her by, like, evaporating her into nanites or something. Yeah. And then she just is gone. So it's like, okay, wow. Um... (laughs) Meanwhile, back at HQ, Shalimar reveals that she knows something is wrong, and she know that she knows that the person with whom she was speaking, who appeared to be Gia, wasn't Gia because she quote unquote didn't smell human. Oh right, she says that smell thing. That was yeah, weird. because that is part of Shalimar's That's power. Her power. Yeah, because I was is just she like looking an animal. Up. Is she like what the fuck was that show we watched where the guy was like an animal? Manimal. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. No, so I just, on the Wikipedia page for this show, it says that Shalimar um, is a combination of human and animal DNA, um, okay. which gives her uh, extra heightened senses. Okay, that makes um, sense. So that is her whole thing. And I get, she's called... In the language of the show, she's called um, a feline, like a feline thing. So she, I guess the animal DNA she had was some kind of cat or something. Okay. Okay. Um, so anyway, she's like, she doesn't smell like a human. There's something wrong. Meanwhile, Jesse is also like, and I've done some background checks on the Sebastian guy, and he has like no web presence whatsoever um and even in 2004 that was cause for alarm um (laughs) so Shalimar decides to go back to the club to do further investigations and Lexa says she'll go too um and they get ready together um and when they arrive at the club do you remember the outfits they're in that they've selected to be in this club well, like, they're, um, what would I call them? Not stripper outfits. It's, like, weirder than that. I get, you wrote here Moulin Rouge outfits, which I guess yes. is accurate. Yeah, well, because they were very, this also is the early 2000s. They ha- they were very dependent on corsets being the main, like, yeah. portion of the outfit. Um, yeah, here's what I'll say. I love fishnet stockings when we're talking about like a costume or like sure. wanting your legs to look a certain way sure what I don't like is super wide I don't even know what it's called but like super open fishnets where like yes where it's like it, anyway you have to have like incredible legs for those not to look terrible <laughs> Yeah, and that is what Lexa is wearing, is the big open version of fishnets. And she's got, like, little red hot pants and then, like, a black corset with, like, red flowers at the top. And then Shalimar is just in all red. And it's this one is much, her version of it is much more like Moulin Rouge or, like, prostitute from a, old west saloon <laughs> kind of yeah. vibe well, it's um, like, and it's like red pleather yes yes you're right it was 
Oh man, it's quite a it's quite a reveal, I'll say, um, yeah. when they show up, and it is like it almost has this feeling of like because also all the costumes on the women in this club are just kind of bizarre, I would say, like, um, yeah. and they keep using the same footage as well. Like I'm not sure if you noticed that. <laughs> that makes they like sense. kept. I didn't like, notice, but I believe they it. kept. Whenever they did like the establishing shots of like we're back at the club, it was like the same footage of the same women doing the same moves, and I'm like, so you. Well, shot... they could only get one day. Of they probably of that. shot for like a few. <laughs> they probably shot for a few hours one day, and it was like that's enough of that. Like we yeah. don't need any more B-roll of that. Um, <laughs> but like when they come into the club and this reveal happens of their like you know sexy outfits or whatever. It almost had a feeling of like when you see little kids put on their mom's clothes. Like I was like, uh, you really seem to be working very hard to be looking sexy. And I'm not sure that the result well, is quite what you here's wanted. Th- well, here's the thing about outfits like that, I think, or just in general. It's so much more. They both like are attractive people with good bodies but if you are uncomfortable in that I think it's very apparent you know what I mean and I think maybe that's what they were playing maybe I don't know but I don't know the point is is that they've dressed like this so that they can like technically be hired to work in this club um and they approach Sebastian to say like can we be in this club um and Sebastian's kind of like playing coy um but basically the answer is kind of yes um (laughs) kind of yes. kind of yes I mean they stay there whether he said no or not they stay there um yeah and then uh they get separated uh Shalimar is brought into something called the platinum lounge and (laughs) It turns out that Shalimar actually gets tasered by bodyguards as soon as she, like, gets out of her friend's eyeline. Um, mm-hmm. She's brought to the bunker where Sebastian wants to clone her. And he wants to clone her, like, entirely. Like, I guess the implication is that they haven't done this with other clones in the past. But, like, he wants to clone her body, her brain all of her memories and her mutant powers. He wants like all of it Mm. cloned. And Nolan is like, I'm not sure that I can actually do that. Mm -hmm. Like, because presumably that's a a level of the technology that's not been done. Um, Yeah. But considering he's figured out how to clone people where the whole clone shows up. I feel like he could do that extra. In 30 seconds. um, Yeah. He's almost there. Yeah, and basically what we learn is that Sebastian wants this, like, super accurate double of Shalimar so that she can be used as, like, a Trojan horse to find out who's investigating them. Right. Um, So Shalimar does indeed get cloned. Back up in the club, Lexa doesn't know where Shalimar is. She's talking to Jesse on her earpiece and um, Jesse reveals that the club owner is actually the scientist guy, Nolan, who mm. used to work for this thing called Gen- Genomex, um, which I gather from the, sh- from the world of the show, that's like where the clone, like where the mutant thing comes from. 
Oh, okay, okay. Um, so then um, Brennan has come to the club as well. He's pretending to be one of these Johns to try and help Lexa and Shalimar. Um, Shalimar, who I think at this point is a clone Shalimar, takes him to the lounge. Yeah, it is the clone because then back in the bunker we realize or we're shown that Shalimar and like real Shalimar and real Gia and a number of other women wake up in this like other bunker place where it's they're all a lot of bunkers in this show. <laughs> I, well, I guess if you're running a cloning operation beneath your weird sex club human trafficking thing, like <laughs> you need a lot of private storage space. But like even the HQ seems bunkerish. Yes. Even like the good yes. guys HQ. Well, cuz yes, cuz they show that their HQ is actually hidden in the side of a mountain in this episode oh i missed that yeah at one, well we're coming to it because so anyway shalimar oh. real shalimar and real geo wake up and they're in wheelchairs and they've got like iv drips in their arms and i guess that's like to show that they're like the real put into, one well no they're like put into some sort of like constant sleep so that the clones can oh. run around and then the real oh. person won't <laughs> show up right um, yeah, no, okay, here's a question about, like, the longevity of this operation. Is is the idea that you're going to just have, like, a whole-ass bunker of, like, people hooked up to IVs semi-dead, or are you going to start killing them at some point, the originals, and just let the clones run around everywhere? Yeah, I mean, like, I think... It seems like there's got to be some type of... There has to be a, a limit to how big this operation can get. Um, right, and if you have all the originals going around knowing that they've been cloned, that you're—I just—I feel like you're asking, you're opening yourself up. Correct. Keeping I them mean, alive, quite frankly, is opening yourself up to being discovered. Well, right, but I think what we're meant to perhaps infer, because the whole time the guy who's the actual man who can clone things, Nolan. Mm-hmm. He's constantly nervous and doesn't seem to have, like, a stomach for crime. And so I think he's, like, it's ultimately his call. And so he's, like, I can't kill, I'm not capable of killing people. I can do a lot of other really fucked up shit, but, like, I'm not capable (laughs) of killing someone. So my solution, quote, unquote, to this problem is to keep the real versions of these people in like a constant like uh, put them sedation yeah put them into sedation and then like i'll just deal with that or whatever um (laughs) seems like a lot of work but yeah it does um in the context of this shalimar does manage to wake up and then she pretends like she's od'd so that she can like get uh people's attention Mm. somehow smart um, in the meantime, clone Lexa, she flies back to HQ and they're fancy. This is also a thing that's not discussed in this. They've got like a fancy ass, like, um, stealth plane or something that they all oh. use. And she flies okay. it into the side of a mountain, which, and then oh, that's where they're, yeah, that's where oh, their okay. headquarters is, I guess. Um, wow, they do have some like 
Marvel money. <laughs> yeah, they do. They that whole scene went for fifteen seconds, so that was something. Um, wow. So she comes back, and I guess this is why they were having that weird like sexual tension at the tanning bed earlier, because now Lexa has come back and she's like all horned up and <laughs> trying to um like get something to go like get something going with Jesse and so she like pushes him down it's it's oh man it's sometimes interesting like something gets so cliche and this is Karen cliche doing it but like um <laughs> oh that's good like you know when you see the scene where it's like the woman like pushes him down onto the t- onto the couch and then yeah. it, like now somebody's got a rip somebody's clothes off or whatever and in her case she like rips his shirt open um but here's the thing with all of those cliches the thing that's annoying about it i feel like we've even talked about this i would like to talk to anybody in real life and i guess like i'm not a good like test case but like i would like to talk to anybody in real life that's actually done that because (laughs) my reaction in real life would be you just fucking ripped my shirt bitch like i know i mean I get it, like, heat of the moment, blah, 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 but, like, unless you're super rich, I'd be like, you ripped my shirt. (laughs) Well, and, yes, there's that, that for me is also a bit of, like, you know, my own kind of um, anal retentive nature about, like, keeping my clothes in nice shape. Like, I wouldn't like that. Um, Uh But also, it's actually pretty hard to rip someone's shirt open. (laughs) And that part, yes, um, Uh uh-huh. So, like, I don't know where this, like, trope comes from or, like, why it's so appealing. No, but it's, it's not. Like... I know, because in because in real life, yeah, that's a good point, too. In real life, it's not a just, like, a one rip and done and, like, super yeah. easy. You would have to really muscle Well, and, and frankly, the certainly a button-down shirt would be easier to rip open because then you only have to rip the now button. Now I'm wanting to try. I'll be honest. It but makes like, me want to try. And if see you wanted to it. like just rip somebody's like t-shirt open, good luck to you. No, that's like, hard. You got to start, you gotta start with a little cut at the top. You got to first yes. like get some scissors and cut. Yeah. And then. And then still it will be kind of hard <laughs> to do. I've literally done it because I've like ripped my own shirts like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I, I, it's not that easy. No, but things, so things get kind of wild here because then we're cutting back and forth between Lexa trying to, like, make things happen with Jesse. Clone Shalimar is also kind of doing a bit of a similar thing with Brennan in the hot tub at the club. Right. And then all of a sudden it is, like, and then they both go batshit because then, like, Lexa tries to immediately start killing because she's the clone. So clone Lexa is trying to kill Jesse back at the headquarters. Um, clone Shalimar is pushing Brennan's head under the water. Um, and so, meanwhile, though, while all of this is happening, real Shalimar has escaped from her holding cell because she faked this OD thing. And she finds Nolan in... The cloning area is what I've called it. Um, <laughs> and then my next note is he acts like a little bitch, so she punches him. Um, <laughs> what does he do? I forget. Um, I think he's like 
don't hurt me. Like, it wasn't me. I was just the science man. You know, like, whatever. Oh, Nolan, Nolan. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, So she punches him. Um, then she comes up into the lounge bit where the, where Shalimar, where clone Shalimar is pushing Brennan down into the water. Then we get a really nice, and by nice I mean weird, um, special effect where it's two Shalimars fighting each other. And Brennan, who has recovered from his drowning, needs to figure out which is which because... Jesse, meanwhile, uh, when he was back in HQ, he neutralized clone Lexa by using a taser on her or, like, shocking her or something. And so, wait, that... And is that his power? I gotta figure out if that's his power. He's a shock... Um, He's, like, a shock guy? He's, like, a... No. Wait. Oh, it's Brennan who's the one who can do a shock. Oh, yeah, he has so, that weird, like, uh, shock ball thing that he throws. Yeah. So I guess Jesse must manage to, like, short-circuit clone Lexa in some other way, but they're still all on their earpieces, so then he tells Brennan, like, you've got to shock clone Shalimar, and Brennan picks the correct Shalimar. Um, okay, electric- next question. Yeah. So he does. He picks the right one. I'm curious, if you were faced with, let's say someone you knew really, really well, uh-huh. and you were faced with them, two of them. And then I'd have to pick one. And they said to you, yeah, which one of us is the clone? Do you think you could do it? I guess it would depend on, like, what you you used as your metric for, like, I guess in, like, real life it wouldn't be, like, who fights better, but it would be, like, maybe tell me something Right, you would know, I suppose. Well, but that's the other thing is like technically but do clones know that shit. Well, because that's the whole thing. Clone Shalimar technically would know all the stuff that Shalimar right. knows. So how because, the heck did he figure out the right one? Well, that's the that was the whole stupid jazz of it. Is so he like <laughs> he electrocutes the clone. The clone again like liquefies into thing, and then when she when she asks, how did you know? which one was me, he's like, I would never be tricked he did by not a... Give good. Yeah, he was like, I just would never be tricked by a cheap imitation. And I was like, what? That's not an I answer. thought what he said was, like, it was a 50-50 shot. I thought that's what he oh said, which God, is even that's worse, worse answer. <laughs> that's worse. I, know. I thought he said something like that, where I was like, oh, that's a terrible answer. Oh, I thought he said, like, I would never be fooled by, oh, you maybe. know, like a copy or something. But either way, that's it's not... a better not, answer. Let's it, pretend it he says that. Irrespective of that... I personally think I would have a hard time, even in a very much a non-pressure situation. I think I would yes. find that difficult. If it was I'm like, saying. you've got to kill this person right now or they're going to kill me. Oh then my God, forget it. I'd be like, I don't know. I'm no help in this circumstance. I would but run away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I might run away. I, might I can't make this. <laughs> this is too much of a Sophie's choice. I just can't make it. I got to go. Um, yeah. So needless to say... In this case, he picks correctly. Sebastian comes in with his goons. But then we then Sebastian gets electrocuted, and it turns out he's also a clone. Um, but I don't know who he's a clone of, because then it's revealed that... A clone that, of himself? Well, no, because what... So in the final scene, um, we're back down in the bunker, 
Um, the, the whole team has now descended on this bunker and they're freeing the women, waking them up. Mm-hmm. Um, Nolan comes down to find them doing this. He's got a gun now and he, as, as most a villain loves to do, he then explains his diabolical plan. Um, which, which you also know, is not true to life, but whatever. I don't know why people always do this, but he's like explaining and, what it, he reveals is that he created Sebastian. Um, and yeah. I don't know, I guess maybe he isn't a clone. Maybe he's just a creation. I don't fully know. Okay. Um, but okay. he like, he used Sebastian to be to, like, like the, the dirty work. To stuff. do the dirty work, but also to be bolder. Cause like, I think one of them says yeah. like, oh, he, he had all like kind of the brashness that you don't have. You like gave it to him mm. sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So Brennan now okay okay now in that scenario <laughs> I don't hate I don't think I would want to choose like a, a okay I wouldn't want to make a clone for like or a fake person or whatever you want to call these for a romantic partner but if it were like a part of my personality that I feel like I lacked and I needed like a, a second person to be that thing <laughs> that I might get on board with so like a Dr. Same. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde situation. No, I mean it's not, well that makes it seem like I would choose, like I make an evil version or something, but no, just like okay, again, like this guy maybe a little bit like confidence, maybe not my strong suit. So maybe I would like get one that was like super confident and could like Sure. Maybe it's just called a therapist. But like <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what this is is just getting some better <laughs> mental health, but I don't know. I think it sounds easier to just make a, a it whole ma- new make person. Make a whole separate person. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a much faster fix. Than yeah, I therapy. guess so. Um, yeah. So anyway, anyway, Sebastian. Then he also gets liquefied. Gia is woken up. The women are freed. Um, the final scene is like we're back at HQ. Everyone's okay and bantering again. Um, and then the final line, which is just like, I don't know. There's something about this that to me is like so 2004, like girl power, yay. Because yeah, like Shalimar and Brennan are basically talking about what we talked about. Like what would, oh, he, because Brennan is like, yeah, I mean the search for the perfect woman has kind of plagued humanity since whenever. And Shalimar responds with, women are perfect just the way they are. End of boom TV show. <laughs> I was like, interesting. Okay, wait, I have another question about her. <laughs> this is like totally, uh, the, the other question and thing that like we commented on a bunch <laughs> was at the, I can't remember if it was at the end too if she was back in her same original outfit I don't think so but it, her first outfit in the show was a black leather newsboy hat oh yeah I remember would that would you ever rock yeah. a black leather newsboy hat um the the whole like remember like it was like newsboy cap it was like kangol caps and yes. like all that stuff um I, speaking of confidence and the lack thereof, uh, I never had the confidence, though I always thought I wanted to wear such a thing in the time when it was fashionably a thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not a hat person and I never have been. I never had the confidence to do such a thing (laughs) in my life. Yeah. 
And I don't think I'm get. I haven't gotten enough for all the years between 2004 and now. I still haven't gotten enough confidence to do such no, a thing. I haven't gotten into the hat thing. Well, in those hats, like I mean, she did actually look kind of cute in it. Like it didn't look bad on her, but it was also ridiculous at the same time. Yeah, which is a weird thing to say. But like, yeah, well, because you know, I when can... like the blossom hat was like the style. Yeah. Like everybody looked ridiculous, but they also yes. looked cute at the same time somehow. Yes. I mean, I can picture in my mind precisely how I would like to style wearing such a newsboy cap, like put that on my head and then have like my messy, like low bun and my chunky like bangs coming out the bottom sort of thing. Like I'd love straight hair. Of course. Of course. Yes, that's the problem. There's problem like, number one. There's literally yeah. problem number all no, of the because if I did straight it, hair. If I did that same style with my hair curly, I would look like a literal street urchin from all of them. I don't know about that, but it just, it doesn't have the same, it doesn't. No, no. I mean. Yeah. Hats on curly hair just don't it's tough. look great um in it's my rough. and then you experience. can't take the hat off and have your hair look normal after no you like, really I mean, can't like because then that's the whole thing that's the like now that like winter will eventually start setting in here in australia and um i'm not look. i mean i actually quite like my winter hats like i think they're cute but like once they're on my head they're I, on your head for the whole t- day yeah, because then the t- then you get that thing, like with curly hair, then you get that thing where a hat's been on your head and then you take it off and the top of your hair has like now molded to up. your head and then the bottom of yeah. your hair is still curly and you just look like a Dr. Seuss character or something and it's yeah. just like, this is no good. Um, it's why I don't do hats. Yeah, I but I it. mean that that is that was an element that we didn't talk much about because this one still gave me all that fun. Like whenever we've talked about like early two thousands fashion and things, mm-hmm. it still gave me some of that. But it wasn't quite as like it wasn't as the, in your face because the, yeah yeah. Well, if I think maybe in another episode where they wore more of their own outfits, we would have seen it more. But because maybe, they were in those yeah. kind of weird like Moulin Rouge outfits, but like yeah. at the end when she's wearing like super low rise jeans and like a big chunky belt, like that's yeah, cool. yeah, 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 for sure. Well, okay, so let's move on to anyway. yawns and eye rolls. So for yawns, one yawn is this was absolutely magnificent <laughs> and I was watching every second <laughs> and Tanyon's is like this was utter trash and I did not want to look at it what would you give it hmm. I would say probably like a three ish oh, I was I was in it I mean I looked away I'm not gonna lie there were moments where Isaac was like you're not watching this <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but no I was gen I was generally into it and knew what was happening and wasn't bored so, yeah, I like three. Yeah, I similarly wasn't bored. I mean, I was sometimes a bit like, this is crappy, but I wasn't bored. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess I would give it a two because, you know, there's always a bit of room for improvement. Um, yeah. In terms of eye rolls, one eye roll is um, I bought into the world. I'm cool with it. 
And 10 eye rolls is like, no, 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 no. There was nothing that I could latch on to here. Um, what would you give it? Huh. That's tough because there wasn't anything like overtly about the world that I didn't buy into. I mean, do I believe in cloning like the way it's done in this? Not necessarily. No. But no, no. at the same time, I also think like, I mean, eye rolls can mean a lot of things. I think also it was reminiscent of a lot of other types of yes. shows that we've watched or movies yeah. we've watched with the same tropes of, like, bad versions of people, robot versions of people, <laughs> clone versions of people. Um, so, I don't know. I guess I'm not sure what my answer is. Maybe, like, a five right in the middle because yeah. yeah. I'm kind of, like, indifferent a little bit about it. Yeah. I mean, I think I also would give a five because – even the way we were just talking about clothes, there was nothing here that really stood out in any particular way. Um, Story-wise, like the concept was not yeah. original to, <laughs> to speak of. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was just kind of, that was there, it happened, and it was fine, is I guess my final thought on it. So yeah. ultimately yeah. then, did you like this and would you recommend it? Um, you know, I liked it fine. It was, okay. there was nothing egregious about it. Would <laughs> I recommend it? Probably not. I feel like yeah. you could find other stuff if you were into something like this. I also, at least in the U.S., it is on Amazon Prime, but for free you have to watch commercials and that's like a little bit like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know that I would recommend it. Yeah, I feel the same. I liked this well enough. I've certainly had other things You've that certainly made, made us watch I made us things. yes I agree I agree with you um <laughs> I have regretted some of my choices as they happen this one I didn't regret but I was but I also no. similarly I'm like I don't think I would recommend this because there's other stuff that is more fun that has the elements yeah. of this um yes and I mean, yes, it's like quite accessible, so that's nice. But like, unlike, right. and I, I guess the real telling factor is like, I watched this early in the week. I had a very fun week where, and I'm not being sarcastic, like work actually like went exactly how I expected it to, and it was like amazing. Mm. And that was, I was like kind of riding high on that all the week. Oh. But part of that also had to do with like my podcast related work then was also happening a bit more like efficiently and earlier in the week than usual. And so I had all this time where I could have watched some more episodes of this. And you're and like, I nah. Didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Um so I think that to me to. says not a recommend from me. Yeah. Um yeah. well then we can say we liked this, we enjoyed it, but we we don't expect any one of you to continue with it. Um, and I won't either. Um, so then thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Amy. I am Sarah. And we will see you next week in space. Ooh.
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of See You Next Week in Space. This is a production by Amy and Sarah Walsh with artwork provided by Riley Brown. If you'd like to learn more about our show, please check us out at seeyounextweekinspace.com or follow us on Instagram at seeyounextweekinspace. Until the next one.